Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hour three of the program. Yo, Will... Purdue was so great. I got a video of the Tex winner story. And I'm putting it up on my Twitter right now. If you missed Will Purdue. At Lawrence W. Holmes is where you can find it. But that was classic. A classic story. Some great advice from him as well. I'm excited to talk with our next guest. Because even though we just met. I feel like I've known him my whole life. (laughs) Because a lot of our experiences are the same. But he covers the league. You're going to hear the name Scoop B a lot. He's going to be very visible very soon. He's already a visible man. Brandon Robinson here in the building with me to talk buckets. What is up, sir? Man, it's an honor to be here. I said it on my IG story. I'll say it on your show. You're a legend. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate you saying that. It's very nice of you to say. But what what you're up to now, you're you're a hot name when it comes to breaking news and in the NBA. And I'm I'm happy that we get to link up that you're actually in Chicago and you were saying that you got family here. This is a place that you love being in. Chicago is definitely home. Uh my stepdad is from the west side of Chicago. Uh my step grandmother, uh if she's listening, hey, she went to Farragut. Uh my stepfather went to De La Salle. He's and he's also an alum of uh, Northwestern. So I know the area. I know the West Side. I fell in love with the Bulls in 91 back home uh, because, you know, either being in New Jersey or being in Harlem, uh, my family ran businesses in Harlem, on 125th Street in Harlem. So being around basketball, seeing releases of sneakers and seeing different people in the store coupled with, you know, my stepfather introducing me to Chicago hoops with Michael. He played the Lakers in 91. It's kind of like uh, nostalgic why I'm actually here. Uh, I work with Zinni as a brand ambassador. So they flew me out for the announcement. I've known about the Bulls and Zinni for about a month. I had to be quiet. But uh, I ran their social media yesterday. So uh, here for a good cause and glad to be here with you. How cool was that then for you to get the opportunity to be in the room with Will Purdue? 
Man, Will Purdue, Purdue is a legend. Uh, I, I, know, I don't say that about everybody, but he played with Michael and he won multiple championships and he was traded for Dennis Rodman. So uh, when you look at all of those factors and then um, also the fact that I actually interviewed and met Will Purdue as a kid. Uh, it's so funny being in Chicago yesterday and today. got flew in yesterday. Ran into Bill Wennington, and uh, you know, yesterday the Bulls had a had a, had a, their announcement, and they had uh, champagne. And uh, my mom is listening, but even in spite of consuming champagne, I still remembered Bill Wennington. And so when I saw Will Purdue, I'm like, wow, like you know, y- y'all have gray hair, but you're still you. You 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 have both the seven footers. You got a lot, and you met Luke Longley too, right? Yeah, I was telling him. So um, when I was a kid. I, so t- for those who are listening, I'm Brandon Scooby Robinson. I uh, had a show called Net Slamming Planet when I was 12 years old. I co-hosted it with uh, net legend Albert King, brother of Bernard King. And uh, I had a show called Net Slamming Planet. It was featuring NBA inside stuff. And what happened was I would interview players throughout the NBA in addition to being in and out of the Nets locker room. Kendall Gill was a net at the time. And uh, I remember this day vividly. Uh, it was an afternoon game, 1997. The Bulls played the Nets at Continental Airlines Arena. And he's Rutherford, New Jersey. And I'll never forget it because I taped Net Slam and Planet or did it live at the scorer's table before that game. And I'll never forget it because the media lounge had like breakfast in the, in the media room that day. And I just never will forget, you know, being in the locker room. Ron Harper was in there. Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, um, Luke Longley. And after the game was over, Luke Longley gave me his size 16 sneakers. They're still in my room at my parents' house. They're white and red sneakers. Really? Yeah. All right. So let's. I, I want to talk about the league, but sure. it's so funny. I was at a party this past weekend. One of my my friends turned forty. Shout out to Derek Purvis, who used to be one of the promotions coordinators here at the Score. He had this crazy party. It was awesome. They emptied out his garage. They turned his garage into a club. He DJed the party uh-huh. in the garage. Had the backyard all set up. It was great. Had a cake that was a turntable. It was amazing. Right. We got to talking about shoes because his brother found him. I forget what what it was, but he was geeked about it. And we all started talking about like our favorite shoe or our favorite shoe and then started talking a little bit about sneaker culture. Sure. I'm not necessarily a sneaker head. I do have an appreciation for it. And I do like, for example, my wife got me um, a pair of blazers a Nike blazers and they have been in the box since Christmas. And so I wore them to this thing, which is kind of the thing that jumped off the conversation. Sure. So I'd love to know how many pairs of shoes. What's your favorite pair? How many pairs of shoes currently I have? I don't know. Um, are, are, do you have enough that they're in storage? No. Okay. That's but, good. But it was worse when I was a kid because my family owned a sneaker store in Harlem. Now, I can tell you that I have not bought a pair of sneakers. The first time I bought a pair of sneakers in five years was in March. And it was because I was had to go somewhere and I had to put a pair of Vans on and I needed it for that outfit. I was speaking at Ohio University. Other than that, I have not bought a pair of sneakers since 2013. That's pretty good. But I can match a lot of different things with a lot of different sneakers that of, I can say. Of course. So what's what's the pair that when you were a kid – you're like, I have to have these. And I'm sure you were getting specialty stuff. You were getting stuff from Japan. You were getting all this stuff with, with your family owning a shoe store. I'll tell you this. The, the, my favorite two pairs of sneakers that I had, um, I liked as a kid. My parents wouldn't buy them from me, and I got them when I was in college and could afford them myself. Or I asked my dad. My mom and my dad are divorced, so I would ask my dad. Um, <laughs> they were the Jordan 3s uh, that Jordan wore in the slam dunk contest and the Jordan 11s. 
and I got the Jordan 11s. They're white with the gray snakeskin on the side. That's Those are the sneakers I always wanted. I just got, I was really lucky. A friend of mine was doing something with, with PGA and mm-hmm. with Nike. Right. I got the Jordan 3 golf shoes. Whoa. Yeah. And I'm comfortable on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm not even putting, I haven't even taken them out the box. I haven't even, like, I'm not, here's my rule, Scoop. Scoop be here in the building. Unless Michael or Tiger takes me golfing, I'm never wearing those. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. I don't blame you. They're just going to be in the box for forever. And I'll leave them to, you know, my nephew, and he'll leave them in the box forever. And then we'll just have these these Jordan 3 golf shoes just whenever it happens. There's certain things that are just special things. And um, I would imagine unless they take you golfing or and or they sign them, they have special meaning. To Facts I, that that I could definitely work with. Yeah. So when's it? I'll ask you the 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 uh, love and hip hop question. When did you fall in love with basketball? Um, you mentioned uh, something that you bought. Uh, someone that I hold dear to my heart, my late uncle Billy Rawls. Uh, he actually was a Cleveland Browns fan. I know that's curse words here, but one thing I'll tell you is. Um, I had a, a a Cleveland Browns back when he passed. I got like a bunch of his clothes, a Cleveland Browns um, bag that had a Bernie Kosar jersey in it, a Cleveland Browns hat and more. I didn't know who the heck Bernie Kosar was. I was like, who's Kosar? Um, my Uncle Billy introduced me to basketball. Uh, he was the commissioner of parks for Citywide Basketball, which was in Harlem. Anybody who came out of New York City uh, during his day, Rod Strickland, Kenny the Jet Smith, Kenny Anderson, uh, Bernard King, uh, Stephon Marbury, he made it easier for me when I started working in media at 12 uh, to, to connect with those players. Um, he used to take me to Knicks games. I used to watch the Knicks on MSG. And, um, you know, he was just the man in Harlem and just the city at large. He was a gentleman, and he introduced me to the game. So I think that married with the fact that we did the sneaker store uh, with my family in Harlem um, and also my stepfather being from here. All of those things kind of merged. And, uh, you know, when I got the job with the Nets at, at 12 – I actually auditioned in Chelsea Pier in Manhattan. Uh, hundreds of kids auditioned that got called back for the second audition in Dangerfield's Comedy Club. And then, you know, the Nets came calling shortly thereafter. And I always, you know, marked that with, you know, my baby sister, Candace, if she's listening. She's 22. My mom was pushing my sister, uh, Candace, in a baby carriage at one for my interview with the Nets. She's now transcribing my interviews for my podcast, Scoopy Radio. Um, and it's kind of like a demarcation. She's grown with me as I started evolving into who I'm becoming now. And, um, it all started with falling in love with basketball in Harlem, New York and, and, and 91. Follow Scoop on Twitter at Scoop B is where you can find him. Check out Scoop B radio. He's all over the place. And, and I'm happy that he had time to, to come here and hang out with me. I want to ask you about the league, but we only have a few more minutes left in this segment. Okay. So I want to ask you specifically about the bulls. What do you think the Bulls is? What's their ceiling this year? What are you looking forward to watching from them this upcoming season? I think everyone makes the uh, analogy that because LeBron is gone, it leaves uh, more people open. Um, but when I think I look at the Bulls, they remind me so much in the Eastern Conference of what the Portland Trailblazers are in the Western Conference. A bunch of guys who are young and have grown. Um, but they still don't have an identity. That's the only difference. The Blazers have Damian Lillard, um, and they have a chance to potentially go to the playoffs. When you look at the 6th, 7th, and 8th seed in the Eastern Conference, however, um, there are some people who are, who are vying for those three spots. Uh, when you look at Larry Markkinen, he's, he's hurt, but he had a, he had some flashes of, of, of amazingness, in my opinion, uh, last season. 
Obviously, they're building under Zach Levine, and you you know you want to see what he can do. Talked to him yesterday. Told me he's hyped for the season. He worked out with Jamal uh, Crawford as well as uh, Markel Fultz this summer out in Washington State. He's hyped, uh, but it still comes down to wins and losses and X's and O's, and they got some work to do. The Bulls have some work to do, and uh, it, some would argue thirty five to 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 to, to thirty eight or maybe forty wins, but. You want to pull for a team that's still trying to find an identity that's young, but they got some work to do. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to stop people. That That's where I, I'm i excited for basketball to return. I'm looking forward to their game. We will have it here on the score tomorrow night. Where are they going to stop people is where I, I kind of go, Ugh. Yeah. It, it'll be problematic for them to be a playoff team. How are you going to check Philly? How are you going to check Boston? Heck, how are you going to check Victor Oladipo and the Indiana Pacers? Uh People sleep on the Washington Wizards. I think that the, the addition of, of Dwight Howard uh, added to um, some of those other guys, John Wall. Bradley uh, Beal. something to prove. Yeah, Bradley Beal. Um, Otto, Otto Porter. So, you know, you, you look at that team, it, it, those teams in the Eastern Conference, and it's like, where does Chicago fit in that puzzle? Heck, Cleveland, even without LeBron, is, is at least, are they at least competing uh, with, with J.R. Smith and Kevin Love and some of those other guys, but... You know, minus J.R. Smith with the supreme tattoo on his leg that he's got to cover up. But, you know, you, you look at the Eastern Conference, um, I think many people think just with LeBron leaving that it's no talent. But the East does have some talent. I think you're going to see guys compete. But where Chicago fits in one through eight, your guess is as good as mine. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson is my guest. Follow him on Twitter, at Scoop B. It's very simple. He's actually one of the smart guys that got a great Twitter handle that he doesn't have to jump off Man, on. I was ticked off because Instagram is scoop underscore B and Snapchat scoop underscore B. Shameless plug, but somebody took scoop B and, and, and I know people are like charging people to get your stuff back. I put too much energy into scoop underscore B, so I got to keep it. Yeah, you got to keep that. Yeah. And you're more than more than allowed to give as many plugs as you want <laughs> on what you're doing because you're being very, very generous with your time. We're going to take a break. More with Scoop B coming up. We're going to talk about LeBron James going out west. We're going to talk about the NBA landscape. And honestly, we'll talk NBA lifestyle. That's coming up. You're listening to The Score. Curry inbounds on the far side of the basket to our right. Bounce pass to Durant who gets free and dunked it down. He got around Paul George for the slam. I'm hanging out here with Scoop B, Brandon Scoop B Robinson. He is my guest. We are having a good time. We are talking about all sorts of stuff as it comes to the NBA. He just gave a great preview for the Chicago Bulls. This segment is being brought to you by Spot Hero. And finally, here's a way you can save time parking. Use Spot Hero anytime you park. First time users can enter promo code SMART for $10 off. Spot Hero Park Smarter. So a lot of people around the NBA are terrified that the Warriors are just going to keep winning. They are a super team. They have MVPs in their lineup. (laughs) DeMarcus Cousins told me that the Warriors are like Plato. You can mold them to anything you want them to be. Dang, that's kind of like basic. But it's great. It makes a lot of sense. How helpful do you think he will be to them? Will he be healthy enough to help them? You know, it's funny uh, engaging that 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 question with the Marcus. I said, "Hey, man, I was playing 2K. I said, and when I look at you, and you know, when you play 2K, it's at the beginning, and you play the two teams that are in the Eastern and the Western Conference side begin. They play in a, in a practice gym before while they're loading the game. I said, man, I was playing with you, like, but you can like play in the pose. You could like bring the ball up. You can do all these things. I said, when I think of you." 
I think of Kevin Garnett in Minnesota at a time when one of the point guards got hurt and he was the starting point guard a lot on offense for a while. Then I said, then I look at Rasheed Wallace, face up, back to the basket, can shoot threes. I said, where do you like? Where do you fit in that Warriors mold? I, he said, well, if you name either of those two guys, Garnett or, or Rasheed Wallace. I'd be a Hall of Famer. You know, those guys are, are, are great names to add in the conversation with myself, meaning, you know, him. So um, I think there is such a thing as too much, but I also do think that the Warriors don't do it with just scoring. I mean, defensively, they, they're, they're, they're pretty up there. Um, and, and they didn't really spend a lot of money to get DeMarcus. Now, he has his reasons for coming, obviously, because he's got to raise his value. There were teams that weren't really sold on him with the Achilles injury, but Kevin Durant is coming to, to, to really – Destroy. Uh, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Clay is Clay. Uh, you call that man Clay. And uh, you look at that situation with Steph, or rather with Clay and KD in a free agency uh, that's next summer. Um, those guys got a lot to prove. And uh, Draymond has a lot to prove. So you add DeMarcus to the mix, he comes back in February. Whether he plays or he doesn't, it's a chance he can win a championship. But here's the thing Houston exposed them last year. How so? They went to seven games. I think, for example, uh, I use the East-West comparison. You look at the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, I had them pegged last season as a potential 7th or 8th seed. I said it on CNN, and people laughed at me. They were like, how, is, how can you project them to do that? They actually exceeded those expectations. But there's such a thing as getting used to a team. Now the NBA knows that Philly's good. You knew, you know coming in what to expect with Joel Embiid. You know what to expect with Ben Simmons. Comparatively to, to the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors, the Houston Rockets found the cheat code in the playoffs on how to contain the Golden State Warriors. They were a Chris Paul injury away from making it to the finals. Now, granted, the Warriors won. A win is a win. A championship is a championship. The Houston Rockets did move some pieces defensively that make you ask questions about what they can do, but they also added someone in Carmelo Anthony uh, who can still score. Uh, a guy in uh, Brandon Knight who, who is a backup, who can do some things. You realize and you identified that P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon are glue guys. Eric Gordon had a lot to prove going into last season. And Chris Paul's absence uh, put up some major numbers. Yes, he did. So, he played really well. Yeah. He is He is their Derrick Rose redemption, if you will. A guy that came back from injury, not as bad as Derrick Rose, though, um, but ended up fitting into an offense, had high expectations going into his career, had some of the injuries, but found his role within the rotation of, of the Houston Rockets. And the defensive part is the part that I fear. You know, you lose Luke Richard Bamute. Uh, you even lose scoring and, 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 and some other pieces. But um, that mentality, that hunger, I had uh, an assistant coach from the Houston Rockets on Scoopy Radio earlier this summer, and he, he really agreed that if Chris Paul had been in, it would have been a different conversation. The mellow thing is interesting to me because this is a guy who has made his living as a mid-range scorer or in the block. Can he play that style? And you had there's the great moment in preseason where he pump fakes, gets inside of the three-point line, hits a jumper, and then looks at the bench and is like, sorry, I know I should have taken a three. Those Can- are Nick's flashbacks with Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, that that old system. He, yes. So can, so can he can he run and be successful in this system? I think so. Uh, when you look at that system, anybody that I've spoken to throughout the summer, they think this is a a, a put up or shut up year for him. Uh, his former Knicks teammate Amari Stoudemire uh, wrote about it on my blog at scoopy.com, Says he really thinks that Melo can can make it happen. Talk to Robert Ory. 
over the summer. Uh, in addition to him thinking that had Michael not retired uh, or if Michael's retired, the Rockets still would have won two championships. Um, he said that uh, to me on Scoopy Radio. But uh, Robert Ory believes that those guys can play together. And um, I also think that when you look at uh, just the other pieces that are around that team, I mean, Chris Paul can play with anybody. Uh, when you're looking at a, a perennial all-star or, or, or a guy that's just been there for years, Chris Paul has something to prove because he was out last year. I'm not betting against Chris Paul. And, you know, it's funny because he sat out game seven and people were kind of mad or disappointed. Certain stars can't play hard. He's one of them. But now you got to prove that if everybody's saying, you know, game seven, um, he he couldn't play. Now he's got to prove. That he can that he can do that. So I think when you look at Carmelo Anthony, he's got something to prove. OKC didn't work out last year. The Knicks didn't work out. He's won multiple gold medals in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. We know that story. He's won a national championship with Syracuse. You got to add that championship to the resume, or at least make an attempt to get there. He's how just, how do you think we're going to view him? Because you're talking about a prolific scorer, is someone who, who, like you said, has had success. At, at the international level of basketball. And when he plays internationally, you see that this is a guy that doesn't have to take every shot, that doesn't feel the need. He plays a very uh, sharing-the-ball type of ball in international situations. So it, that part, I feel like Houston's a great place for him because Harden can do the heavy lifting, and Melo can now be the the secondary or even tertiary option to make play. And Capella's going to have to step up even more. Um, you look at that that contract that he signed. Um, it's funny because throughout the season last year, I was writing about uh, 2K rankings. And I had Ronnie 2K. Uh, I spoke to him and he said, you're going to say something. I was, I was going to say, can you break down your relationship with 2K so people know? So I am uh, on the My Player Mode on NBA 2K. Uh, this season. And uh, basically they put together tweets of things that I've said and it's pretty cool. I mean, I grew up playing 2K since the first one. and uh, How dope is this? I mean, it's it's like, wow. Like, 2018, I, I really am I'm appreciative and I'm just enjoying the moment um, for where I am and, and where I'm going. Sorry, I didn't mean to break your no, concentration. No, 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 I just no. wanted to – I just wanted people when they play 2K and they're going to – That's gonna, me. SQP. Holla at me. <laughs> like, they're, they're going to hear you and they're going to be like, wait a minute. Was that the dude that I well, – Yes. They'll see, they'll see my image. They'll see my my, 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 my photo. They'll see – uh, at Scoop B, and it'll be like generated tweets within the My GM My Player mode. That's and so crazy. We got to get you on. I'd love to. We're gonna make that happen for you. I appreciate you yes, for that. Yes, that sir. would be dope. Yes, sir. To go to your question, your question about uh, just the, the balance of all those guys, though, Clint Capella's gonna have to step it up. He's gonna have to play like he weigh. And uh, when you look at the, what the numbers he was putting up at points during the season, I mean, he was putting up at points, Hakeem Olajuwon type numbers: twenty points here, twenty rebounds there, a couple blocks here. But now he's in a situation kind of like Zach Collins is in in Portland where, you know, Ed Davis left Portland and and, and Zach's got to step up. And, and now in um, Houston, uh, he's going to have to – Capella is going to have to really step up defensively. Scoring, if you're playing with Chris Paul, I mean, heck, we could play with Chris Paul. Uh, but okay. defensively, that's that's where the, the margin for error is, is so great. And I think that Carmelo, all he has to do is get you a, a quick 15 to 18. You're straight. It would be good, and, and and he has to do it efficiently. If he does it efficiently, I think you're in really good shape. The bottom of the hour is being brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. With three first-round and three second-round draft choices, the Chicago Wolves are positioned to be the last team standing 
The Wolves host arch-rival Milwaukee Sunday at 3 at Allstate Arena. First 1,000 fans receive a GameWorks gift card. My guest this hour is Brandon Scoop B. Robinson. You can follow him on Twitter at Scoop B. On Instagram is Scoop underscore B because someone got to Scoop B. Haters. Haters in the building (laughs) for for sure. We haven't talked about LeBron yet, which is weird because we're doing an NBA segment and it's been 30 minutes. And we haven't talked about LeBron James. You had the story. You had LeBron James going to L.A. You were all over this, and you got some grief for it. But Thank God I got it right. My mother said I was praying every night, Brandon. <laughs> I'm glad she prayed because it has definitely worked out. But yes, you had it. You had the story. Why, why did LeBron choose to go to Los Angeles? What's out there for him? Hollywood. But it's not just Hollywood. I think if you listen to what he said during the finals about – fit and where he'd go he, he LeBron when he speaks it's not like the rapper Jay-Z where he speaks in code LeBron tells you what it is even if he's not directly telling you what it is he said the place that I go will be a place that is accommodating to my family uh, they have residences in LA um, and LA is the only other place that his family knows outside of Northeast Ohio where they live where they're you know where they were born and etc so I, I think LA is a fit where they remind me so much of a more polished 2014 Cleveland Cavaliers team who they had on paper youth-wise, uh, but they didn't have a Kyle Kuzma. They didn't have a Brandon Ingram, and I think Brandon Ingram could legitimately uh, become uh, the NBA's most improved player of the year this wow. season. I think if he stays healthy, the sky's the limit. You look at Kuzma, uh, drafted, I believe, 27th. Uh, I spoke to Hutchison, member of the Bulls. Uh, now I talked to him during the NBA draft time. And I and I said to him, you know, people are comparing you to, to to Kyle Kuzma and saying that you have that upside because you may be slept on. And he was like, wow. He's like, that's an honor. So when I look at Kuzma this season, um, I think that Kuzma has something to prove both defensively. Them Flint boys come and play um, defensively, scoring wise. And I, I just think he has something to prove. You, you've had the opportunity to not just be on a team with LeBron James. You played with Kobe in the past. You know, you, you know, you, he wears Kobe sneakers. He has the Mamba mentality. Uh, I look at Lonzo Ball. He's got. Rondo as his starter over him. And it's so interesting because when you look at Rondo on that Lakers team, it reminds me so much of Sam Cassell in 2008 when uh, he was getting key minutes over Rondo when the Celtics won that championship run. I believe he finished many of those games. Um, So when I I look at the Lakers, I think while everybody is so gung-ho about uh, the Warriors and the Rockets, as as we're watching now, they are losing to the Pelicans 78-62 to in the third quarter. Uh, But I I do think that – the Lakers are a team that, that can legitimately make some noise. And everybody's paying so much attention to the Warriors. Everybody's paying so much attention to the Celtics and where Anthony Davis is going on the New Orleans Pelican side. Um, it actually gives LeBron some time to be uh, low-key, if that makes sense in L.A., if that is such a thing. Um, I also think a team that people are sleeping on is the Denver Nuggets. I think that quietly they're going to have a, a pretty decent season. I think Isaiah Thomas has something to prove as well. Scoop B is my guest. Do you mind if we do a little bit of a breakdown on the journalism? I don't want you to, you know, you don't have to tell your sources or anything like that. I just love to know and for you to let the listener know when it comes to breaking a story, what are, what are the pieces that go into that? And how do you go about tracking big news down and feeling comfortable reporting it? You got to test your sources out. So I reported something about Kevin Durant uh, earlier in the year, uh, actually last month, about the Lakers. And uh, the person who I spoke to uh, isn't a no, uh, but they reached out to me and we knew some mutual people. And 
they were kind of telling me some things that happened like a week or two before that ended up happening. I'm like, wait, this person is not lying. Like they were telling me about Luau Deng and the buyout with uh, the Lakers like a week or two before it happened. Then they were like, yo, um, Anthony Davis is getting ready to sign with Clutch. And then it happened. So then they were like, yo, KD's about to have a TV show on ESPN. And LeBron's going to be the first special guest. Word? <laughs> so I tweeted it. And it started getting picked up by a couple sites. Then it ended up, you know, Kevin Durant got a show with ESPN Plus. It just didn't, it hasn't aired yet. Then um, this same person was telling me about uh, Jimmy Butler. And um, this was like a Sunday. This was a week before it was, con- it was, th- there was confirmed that there was talk. And basically told me that the, the Rockets, or rather the Minnesota Timberwolves, are prepared to offer uh, P.J. Tucker and Eric Gordon and a first-round pick, I believe I tweeted in exchange for Jimmy Butler. And it got retweeted like crazy, and then everybody was on the Miami Heat train. What I'm finding as a person who is an independent, who has a podcast, Scoopy Radio, which had 2 million downloads last year, 1.5 million as of July, people are still getting used to me. I'm also a senior writer at Basketball Society Online. So it's like, if you're not Woj, if you're not, Shams, if you're not Shams, um, who, who are you? And respect those guys. Respect them to the highest power. But to get those sources, you got to be around the league for a while. What's what's pretty cool is, and I'll say my age, I'm 33. Um, Woj, I remember being around his cohorts as a kid. I don't remember Woj when he was covering the Nets, but I know he was around. And I remember being around Chris Broussard when he covered the Nets and the Knicks for the New York Times. Uh, I was around Stephen A. When the, when the Sixers would come to town with Allen Iverson, and he was in the locker room as a beat writer. Uh, covering uh, the 76ers. And so I'm 33. I remember seeing them when I was 12. I'm not their age, but there's, but but I know the peck in order to take. So it's almost like in some respects, I'm ahead of the curve, but I'm proving to all these new people who don't know who the heck Brandon Scoopy Robinson is, who I am, and they're about to find out. What advice would you give a young journalist that wants to kind of follow what you did? And whether it was, you're doing it as a, as a young journalist and then you're up in your knowledge. I mean, you got encyclopedic, uh, encyclopedic. Like, say it again, Lawrence. Encyclopedic knowledge of the NBA, past and present. So I, I'd love to know what goes into your process of learning the game and sharing the game and building all of these these contacts. It goes back to why I started. Remember why you started? I posted a picture on my Instagram of me as a kid. I love basketball. The first thing is I love it. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not around it because I want to exploit it or because I want to be famous or rich. I love basketball. So all, first and foremost, always follow your dreams and never trade your authenticity for approval. I think there's a lot of times where there's a lot of people in our field that smile in people's face and just want to be seen, but they don't have any substance. Mix your style with substance. And if you, and if, and if you, if you continue to work hard, God will make room for you. Whatever it is, if you're into fashion, if you're in the you're in the basketball, if you're in the just whatever it is, the, if you believe that you can do it, it, this world will make room for you. And if and and if they're not making room for you, bust that door down. The only reason why I built Scoopy Radio and did everything is because those folks who are in the hiring opportunities, who are listening, how y'all doing? They weren't hiring, so now y'all still gotta cite me. You still gotta mention me. Scoop B Radio in the building. Make sure you subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitch App, or visit ScoopBRadio.com. We in there. Support this man. He <laughs> is tremendous. We're going to take one more time out, one more segment with Brandon Scoop B Robinson as we talk about the NBA. I have some more questions about the Western Conference, and I have, we, we, we haven't talked about Kawhi either. 
We need to talk about Kawhi <laughs> in Toronto. We're going to do that with Scoop B as we continue here on The Score. I'm a fun guy. Uh, obviously, I love the game of basketball. I mean, it's just more question you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. But. <laughs> <laughs> the Kawhi laugh for the win. Yes. He yes. is now in Toronto after all that time in San Antonio. Brandon Scoop B. Robinson is here in studio with me. Follow him on Twitter at Scoop B. You're going to be hearing him on 2K. Just want to let you know. Texter just texted in. Scoop said, that's so dope. Didn't know about this guy until this interview. My girlfriend just got me 2K19. I got to check out that Easter egg after the Pelicans Rockets is over. Please do. Please do. So see, you, you already got people here in Chicago that are going crazy for I'm honored, you. Man. I like hearing that. Yes, sir. Kawhi in Toronto. What's what's going to happen with this? Is he, is it possible that he stays in Toronto? I mean, if you're if you're looking at uh, Paul George as the, the muse for someone staying, well, that that gives you uh, as Obama's campaign said, change you could believe in. But um, they still got some games to play. And you got to figure out what's going on. I mean, let the internet or the streets tell it. Uh, with LeBron going in the Western Conference, Toronto was a sleeper that could go ahead and make some noise. I mean, I think Boston and Philadelphia have something to say about that. Um, but I think that, uh, first of all, you got to see if Kawhi's health holds up, which I believe it will. I mean, legitimately, the best two-way player in the NBA. I mean, I use this 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 uh, analogy often and. He just got a job with the S Network so I can use it and I'm cool. Kawhi Leonard is everything that Richard Jefferson was supposed to be. Mm. Offensively, defensively, uh, he did get a championship, so I think him and Kawhi are even. Uh, he won one in Cleveland. But really and truly, can you imagine uh, just them winning one for the North and, and being the first inter- team outside of the U.S. to win a championship? I mean, there's a lot of implications there. That's what I wanted to ask you about. I was on a plane watching the doc that LeBron did on Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. And I sat there after the Kawhi thing and I went, man, Vince Carter's impact on Canada is unbelievable. Bro. You had all these players talking about, yo, I probably would have played hockey if it weren't for Vince. Bro, um, I'm a huge Jay-Z fan. And in the song H to the Izzo, there's a line where Jay says, I do this for the culture to know to let them know when it looks like when it is in a roaster, show mm-hmm. how to move in a room full of vultures. Bro, Vince Carter did it for the culture. And it's not just, it's, and I hate that term the way people use it now. I was on that tw- 10, 12 years ago. But when you look at the influence that both Vince Carter and Steve Nash had on Canada at large, um, that's the reason why there is a Tristan Thompson. That's the reason why there is an Anthony Bennett. That's the reason that there is a Corey Joseph. There's a reason why there is a Drake. Like, you let a Canadian kid believe that he could be a rapper. Not to say that they can't, but, like, Toronto has always been cool. They, people just didn't catch up. Morris Peterson I'm cool with. He said, man, Toronto was always cool. You know, the food was good. The club is cool. People are nicer. Um, it, it just seems that Toronto has that window they gotta, they gotta go get it. And I mean, even with the trade that they, you know, with getting Demar Derozan uh, over to the San Antonio Spurs, they added Danny Green. He's not a bad shooter, and he's got something to prove this season. Uh, you, you look at just Kyle Lowry. He's always been a potent point guard, but now you legitimately have a, a Kawhi Leonard that he's playing with. I mean, 
Giannis, excuse me, not Giannis Antetokounmpo. I can't think of Jonas Valanciunas, the other difficult name to say. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about LeBron standing behind him, swatting his shot. Looked like Michael swatting Charles Smith's shot like four times in the playoffs. <laughs> I ran into him to the other day. Charles Smith? Yeah, we exchanged numbers. Man, he's one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Man, Bulls <laughs> fans love dogging Charles Smith. Charles Smith is so cool. And like he's really don't tell, a good Scoop, dude. Don't tell me that, man, because I love dogging him too. Yeah, but I started out with the Bulls and be liking them, so I think Chicago gonna give me a pass. I don't care what you say. All right, you ain't gonna give you a pass. I just I kept the, the line that I keep thinking about from that doc is if you win in one, you're not just winning one for Toronto. You're winning it for Canada. It's the and truth. I never I never really thought about it as it it could take over. Like that's a that's a thing that could. It would be huge for them to be in that position and get over the hump and win the Eastern Conference. And I, I just imagine Kawhi, from what I can tell from the outside, seems like a cat that wants his props, but also wants to be left the hell alone. It does. And in Canada, that could happen. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, the Grizzlies are in Memphis, not Vancouver anymore. Uh, and I learned 21 Jump Street was taped in Vancouver. I thought that was pretty cool. For sure. But Johnny Depp back yes, in the sir. day. You got to jump. So Holly Roberts. Yeah, she's still fine. So <laughs> you look at, you, you look at, uh, I remember Isaiah Thomas, Chicago native. I uh, had him on Scoopy Radio multiple times. I asked him to tell me what the culture of Toronto was like back in 95. They played at the Sky Dome. Um, they lost all the time, but he said the fans were loyal back then before they, there was such a thing as a basketball culture. In Toronto, I mean, I, I, me and him really sat and talked about that process. He talked about, you know, how he drafted players, how he, you know, the the belief that you can have an offensive coordinator and a defensive coordinator on 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 a Toronto Raptors team. How he went about getting and drafting, you know, Vince Carter or, or having input on that process and bringing in Charles Oakley, bringing in. I mean, he he didn't actually say it, but I I feel like it was suggested. He he feels as though that Raptors team back when he was around was in the early stages of what small ball is today. And um, hmm. yeah, you had Doug Christie, who was a defensive stopper. You had Damon Stoudemire. You you had Vince. You had T Mac. You had all those guys. T Mac was ahead of his time, and he knew his worth and his value. And he ended up going to Toronto, or excuse me, going to Orlando for greener pastures and winning some scoring titles too. Uh, but I, I think that that Toronto team, it's really going to come full circle for them if they're able to make that move uh, in, in the NBA Finals direction. Um, I really got a gauge for Toronto. And then I went to a, like a Nike basketball, or excuse me, a, a Jordan Classic um, during All-Star Weekend in 2016. And you saw some of these Toronto schools or these Canadian schools playing against like the Oak Hill Academies and some of those other high school powerhouses here in the States. Um, and just I really talked to a lot of these younger the, those younger Toronto guys who are now in college and, you know, they're just their impression of the NBA and what they think. And I mean, they're, they're mesmerized, but they credit Stauskas was one of those guys, right? I he, believe so. Yeah. He's one of those guys that was influenced mm-hmm. by this, too. And yes, it's, the, the whole thing is absolutely amazing. I, I only got a couple more minutes, but I, I wanted to, to broach this subject with you. Why do you think, from a television standpoint, from a social media standpoint, we are seeing an increase in people's interest in the NBA? Because it, it seemed like people were saying the only league that's going to ever be able to grow is the NFL and that it's a behemoth and it's just going to eat everything. But we've seen over the last couple of years there be a jump 
in in the interest in the league. Why is that in your opinion? Um, I keep it short, but I I, I told someone uh, within the NBA league office a couple years ago. I said the W. Excuse me, the NBA is turning into the WWE. Because in addition to playing games, you have storylines. You have people on the microphone. You have Joel Embiid on Twitter trolling other players. You have um, guys in Instagram comments. And they don't wear helmets. See, the Colin Kaepernick thing, the civil rights thing, all of those things combined, certain people are turned off. And so those who may have never watched basketball or thought that it was just a niche thing, they're now looking at it like a NASCAR. They're looking at it like a NBA or an NFL. Stephen A. Smith said on Twitter a couple of weeks ago that in the next few years, he sees the NBA being a billion dollar industry and running things the same way the NFL did. See, baseball had it. But see, the difference that with the NBA is they tapped into social media before all the other leagues figured it out. NHL, like, I don't see it catching up with it anytime soon. NFL is behind on that. Major League Baseball is behind on that. The NBA got it. And see, the NBA, these players are like rappers. People flock to rappers. They don't wear helmets. They're like rappers. They have personalities. And they're on a microphone like the WWE. So that's my quick 16 bars. Back to you, sir. I like that. The NFL, with the video in particular, it's a... It's something that really bothers me is that they don't love their video being out there. They're very – they keep it tightly controlled. The NFL? Yeah. And the NBA is like, we don't care. We want our highlights everywhere. The model is outdated, but that doesn't mean that they can't fix it. They, I just think it's almost like um, when Shaq left Orlando, they tried to put Danny Shays in. They tried to play Horace Grant. <laughs> like, you can't replace Shaq and Penny. That, that was one of a kind. The NFL's trying to do the same thing. It's one of a kind. Oh my god, I love it. So what's next for you, man? Where where, where are people going to be seeing and hearing you? You really want to know? I, I want the scoop, scoop. So I haven't said this anywhere publicly. Your show is the first. Uh this fall, I will be at MSG Network uh, in New York City. Uh on a show. Can't say the name, but uh, I will be starting television this fall. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. How can people hear you, see you, what platforms you're on? Break it all down for them so they follow and they're along for the ride with you. First and foremost, follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. I love debates. I love conversation. Scoop, S-C-O-O-P, letter B. Uh, is where you can find me on Twitter. Instagram, Scoop underscore B. Uh, Snapchat, if you still use that, Scoop underscore B. And subscribe to the Scoopy Radio Podcast. Uh, two million downloads last year. Uh, subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Tune in App Stitch app or simply visit ScoopyRadio.com. Have had anybody from DJ Khaled, Mark Cuban, former Chicago Bull, uh, Jamal Crawford, and a myriad of other people. I'd be here all day if I told you the people we had, but more than anything, uh, we love the support, the comments, subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, Scoopy Radio is where it's at. And read my columns at Basketball Society online. Thank you so much for making some time for my show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you, and I, I love the empire that you're building, sir. Cookie would be jealous. Yes, Cookie <laughs> would be jealous. Follow that man yes, on Twitter. At Scoop B is where you can find him. Check him out on Scoop B Radio and listen to his podcast. Scoop B Radio. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
content. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 